0: Welcome to the Z-Ball Podcast on a Monday afternoon, about three days away from the start of the 2019 NBA Finals. Joining me today from Pasadena, California, Akshay, what up? How you doing, Akshay?
1: Yo, Ishan, what's up, bro? I'm pretty good, dude. It's uh, fishing out a worldly weekend, and a pretty good weekend so far. But
0: uh, other than that, dude, I'm ready to go. All right, uh, so we got... uh, Toronto Raptors in the finals for the first time in their franchise history taking on the Warriors who are making their fifth straight finals appearance. So, uh, let's. what are your kind of initial thoughts about the series and what do you think are, is going to be the key factors on either side uh, for each team to be successful in the series?
1: You know, first, before I start all this, uh, I want uh, to uh, give a shout-out first. I want to give a shout-out to the uh, Toronto Raptors superfan, Nev Batia, I want to congratulate him for his what, 22 or 25 years of being a Toronto Superman. That's pretty, crazy. in my mind, that's pretty crazy, dude. He's been to every single game for like 22, I think I've read 22 or, or 25 years, every single game he's been there. I uh, even had Kobe Bryant tell him a thing saying, uh, on the last game in Toronto, saying, you have changed the league the way people have viewed it, the diversity and all that. So, I just want to give him a shout out before we start.
0: Okay. Shout out to him, but I I thought you would be shouting out Drake. I thought most people think of him as the Toronto Superfan.
1: I'm not a big Drake fan, dude. I'm not a big Drake fan. Drake can go a little too far sometimes, you know? (laughs) I don't really like his music anyway, too,
0: so. Okay. Not a Drake fan. Okay, so, so some of the important things, obviously, I was dead wrong on Toronto. I've never been a big fan of their supporting guys, but guys like Van Vliet and Ibaka played really well in, against Milwaukee, especially towards the end of the series. And is that something we can expect to continue moving on uh, when they face Golden State, or is, is that something Golden State can kind of take away? Well, I think it's going to continue. I think it's going to continue. You,
1: Golden State is a team where... Uh... In my mind, Golden State, they can they beat you by outscoring you, I and mean, you can score on them. And it's you can score on them, but it depends. Can you score more than, than they score? In my opinion, you know. So uh, I don't think that that's a problem for Toronto. Toronto's problem is they have to limit Golden State for scoring, especially Steph Curry. You know, you can't let him go off. If he goes off, dude, it's gonna be tough for them to beat them. So uh, I don't think that's gonna be a problem as far as. Uh, um, as far as them uh, scoring-wise. I think it's more on the defensive
0: end. Okay, and then for Toronto, Danny Green, obviously, we've seen he can make a difference in the finals before when he was with San Antonio. Is that something that Toronto can possibly depend on because he's been really cold as of, as of late from the three-point line and how can he kind of reinsert himself offensively and into back into Toronto's... Uh, rotations, formations?
1: Well, you know what? Uh, um, I think Danny Green has to come to play, to be honest, dude. He, he was mostly, in, he disappeared in that series against the Bucks. You know, I think he needs to come to play because they need his defense, they need his three-point shooting. Uh, I think they've got to make an emphasis to give him the ball, to get him his shots early, and hopefully he can get a better, um, a rhythm and he can eventually start scoring. I think, I mean, in this series, I think this is going to be a fun finals to watch. I think it's going to go six or seven games easily. And, uh, you know what? I, I, I think it's going to be high scoring. And I think it's going to come down to stops. And if Danny Green can do it three and D, they'll be definitely a helper for the Raptors here.
0: Okay. And then Kawhi, obviously, has been playing at a crazy pace. And then defensively, he kind of locked down Giannis at the tail end of that series. Uh, I'm is, is that something we can see in this series as well, him guarding uh, Stephen Curry and playing well offensively, or is that too much to ask for from Kawhi? I mean,
1: Kawhi is a beast. <laughs> I don't know how, to, how else to put it. That guy is just a beast. Dude. He's, he's good on, he, he can score lights out, and he can play a, a lights out defense both ways, you know? It's like I think, in my mind, he's the best two-way player in the league. You know, so I, I definitely think he can definitely um, limit Curry, but uh, I think it all depends on his scoring. He has to make timely shots. Because there's going to be times where I do believe the Raptors are
0: going to be gonna be hard for them to score at certain times. I think why he has to come up big. Okay. And on the other side, for the Warriors, obviously they have some injury issues. Uh, when can we expect Kevin Durant to play in this series if he does play at all? What do you think? I think he's out game one. for Kerr. Kerr, Durant's out game one. Cousins is out game one. I think they're sort of hiding
1: the injury, dude. And, uh, that's my belief. Uh, I think he might if he comes back. I think uh, Durant might come back in like game uh, three or four. I would think. I think they're. I mean, I don't know what the injury, is, how severe the injury it is myself, but I, I think they're hiding something. I think he. I think. Uh, I think if he does come back. It'd be more like game three or four, but to be a, in my mind, you know. But I think uh, um, another person that uh, that people don't really talk about is another guy on Toronto, uh, OG AnoBoy, I believe, is his name. that's guard, uh, a yeah. guard forward, I believe. He he might come back too. You know, this guy's a 6'8", uh, 232, uh, I believe, forward. Uh, I think he was out before the playoffs or something. So. If he comes back to Toronto for this series, uh, that's another boost for them.
0: Yeah, and then obviously we saw for Golden State uh, against Portland. I mean, Portland really couldn't guard them. Uh, I mean, especially the big guys up front with Cantor, Myers Leonard, Zach Collins. Yeah. They had... Lots of trouble defending that pick-and-roll with Curry, Draymond Green, Clay Thompson. Uh, what can we kind of expect from Marcus Gasol, Serge Ibaka, in terms of defending that high-action high, high pick-and-roll that Curry is so successful with?
1: I mean, one thing for sure, dude, I think they can't stop it. I mean, uh, well, let me rephrase that. I don't think they can stop it, but they can uh, limit it to a certain extent. Uh, much better than what Portland did. Uh, that's my belief. I, I think Paul. I think uh, Marcus All. I think he's. Um, I think he has the. Uh, how would I put it? He has the smarts to maybe see it before it arrives. Uh, I don't know how to if I'm saying that correctly, but I. But I think they can do much better than what opponent
0: um, did. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you would have to think that they they can be better with that because I mean they have veteran guy go- veteran elite defend defensive type guys and Ibaka and Gasol who are all defensive defensive player of the year type guys and then as for Golden State is there going to be any trouble I mean possibly scoring because I mean they had their way against Portland but Portland is not really top tier defensive team with Toronto you have long guys with Siakam, Leonard, Danny Green a lot of length there and then A lot of different exotic looks that they can throw defensively at Golden State. Any trouble do you see possibly for Golden State, or they they just too advanced with their ball movement to kind of uh, overcome it? What do you think?
1: I think there is some. uh, I think there uh, there could be some some issues for Golden State if you throw different looks at them and they get confused. I think um, that can work to uh, Toronto's favor. You know, I don't think Golden State. Uh, uh, they are definitely a beatable team this year. I don't see like if, if, if let's say this was happening two years ago, then uh, I would think no way, dude. The Golden State isn't go through this rattle right uh, like is um, it go through this quickly and win the title. But this year, no, uh, they're definitely a beatable team. Uh, I think Toronto, they can, they can definitely throw multiple looks at at the uh, at Golden State, and uh, to me, they confused. Especially if you have a uh, Kawhi Leonard uh, uh, guarding uh, Steph Curry at certain times, I think Duckett definitely limits Steph Curry because what uh, Steph Curry is what. I mean, you obviously he's he's a great player, a great shooter, but uh, I mean, has he ever? I don't know if he's ever experienced a guy like uh, Kawhi's
0: defense on him. So Duckett definitely make a difference. Yeah, I mean, Kawhi, I mean, in his prime was kind of, like, or right now is kind of like what we saw from LeBron in 2012, 2013, when he was like really good on both sides and at his peak. So, I mean, that's something I, I don't think Curry really experienced facing against LeBron because he was kind of, LeBron obviously was still good offensively at that time, but he was not at his peak on the defensive side where he was just be able to shut down guys like Derrick Rose and then be able to guard pow- high like power forwards as well. So I think that's kind of a, a good wrinkle. But I don't know how much they can really put Kawhi on Stephen Curry because I think that's really going to expend a lot of his energy. So that that's something Nick Nurse is going to kind of have to see and kind of just kind of gauge and kind of wing it towards and kind of adjust during games and kind of see how where Kawhi is But, uh, obviously, down the stretch in close-type games, you would imagine that Kawhi is probably going to have to be guarding Curry on important late-game possessions. Exactly. Yeah, uh, I totally agree with you, dude. I mean, uh, you're 100% right. On late-game possessions, I do
1: see him guarding him, but I don't really see him guarding him most of the time because uh, you don't want to take away his energy as well, like you mentioned. So, it's going to be interesting to see, dude. I mean, Toronto has multiple guys they can throw at him. So we have to just wait and see what happens, I guess.
0: Okay, then for other Golden State players, Clay Thompson, obviously, we've seen him be more active uh, on the ball as Durant has gone out. Uh, what do we kind of see from him in this series? Is it more off-ball, off-screen type stuff? Or do we see more him kind of more... Uh, Higher usage rate, uh, more ball dominant. Well, I mean, what do we, what do you kind of expect from Clay Thompson in this series?
1: I think it's more off ball to be honest, bro. This one, I don't think Clay Thomas. I mean, Clay Thompson. What do <laughs> I don't think he's going to have the ball too much in his hands. I think he's going to be hard. more off ball. I think the ball is going to be Steph Curry's hands um, most of the time. Uh, but I, I, I do think that uh, they're going to try to get him more involved in this series, um, because, you know, he's just another guy waiting to go off, point-wise, you know, he's he's a great scorer, so, I'm sure they're going to be looking at ways to get him the ball more often, and especially early in the game.
0: Okay, and then Draymond Green, obviously, his play has ratcheted up a, a notch after Durant has gone out, and he, he's really been, uh, superb, I mean, I think he had a couple triple-doubles since Durant has been out, uh. And he seems really more aggressive, more kind of, more comfortable, kind of in this role. Uh, so I mean, a lot of people have kind of been saying this. Uh, do people do? Does Golden State really need Durant? What do you think? Oh, I think they need Durant, dude. I think that's just more of a <laughs> cliche that they're talking about. Okay.
1: They don't need him. You, know, of course, they need Durant, dude, Durant's one of the best players in the league. I mean, you bring in Durant, and uh, teams have to worry about. Uh, Guarding Durant or Steph Curry when they both playing when they both playing together definitely Durant's a guy they need. Uh, I don't know, know why people would, be, would even bring that up to be honest, but it's definitely a guy they need.
0: Okay, so like there's kind of been a popular opinion out there that Golden State probably not a better team without Durant, but for some for some reason they're. Tougher to guard because the ball uh, zips around a lot, and then the kind of the role guys, kind of like the the guys like Kavon Looney, uh, Alfonso McKinney, Iguodala, Livingston. Those guys kind of raise their roles uh, incrementally a little bit, and kind of t- all put together, they kind of make up for Durant short term. So, what do, what can we expect from those guys in the finals? Obviously, they've they're going to see more increased playing time with Durant out. So can we expect to see the play that they kind of produced in the Portland series? I mean, guys like Kevon Looney and McKinney were instrumental in kind of the sweep against Portland. Can we expect the same from them? I expect the same, but uh, but then again,
1: you're going against a team that plays defense now, not like Portland, whose, whose defense is very, it's pretty much non-existent. You know, you're playing against uh, Toronto. Dude. This is the uh, – Toronto is one of the – the best teams in the in the league are regarding defense, and uh, I think I think they're going to, Golden State is going to need to rely on their role players because uh, I don't think everything can I mean without Durant, everything is not going to go through. Curry, I think the other players have to step up most definitely. And uh, but I just think Toronto's um, Toronto's uh, defense will limit them, but they'll still get their scoring. No doubt, but I think Toronto, New uh, will be much will make it much harder for them to
0: score. Okay, kind of an important wrinkle in here. Uh, Stephen Curry's never won a Finals MVP. Is any part of if Stephen Curry saying that he just wants to take over the series, doesn't want Durant to come back, and kind of wants to win a Finals MVP? What do you think?
1: I would think so, dude. I would think so. You know, I, I think he. I think he. That's one of the things that he wants, and he's never had it. His Finals MVP. If I'm correct, I think that's what it is, and uh, I think he wants to do it. Dude. I mean, the guy is what, uh, a what? A multi ring holder, but but you know what, dude? That, that MVP. I mean, who's I can't name a, a player who wouldn't want it. You know, I mean, yes, you want to win rings, and I imagine you can, but you also want to be MVP of a series. I mean, that's, uh, that will pretty much cement to you, your resume or your legacy within the league, I I would think. But, I mean, it's not the most important thing, definitely. It's even, the winning is always most important, but, hey, you know what? Uh, if you get that, that's sort of like icing on the cake, right?
0: Okay, I mean, it's kind of similar maybe a little to Kobe. Kobe, I think, didn't win his first finals MVP until he won his fourth title. So maybe Stephen Curry... The same thing happens to him. The fourth title, he wins his first Finals MVP. But we'll It could be, it could be dude. We'll see. I guess I guess another wrinkle, uh, we've never really seen a big-time free agent, big-time superstar leave their team after winning a championship. And in this scenario, we're going to have, one way or another, we're going to have that scenario either in Toronto with Kawhi or Golden State with Kevin Durant. So... Is this the first time we can possibly see something like that with Durant or Kawhi Leonard? I think so. You know, I can see... If I
1: were to compare them, dude, I would think uh, more likely I can see Durant leaving as far as opposed to why. Durant is always... um, I mean, he hasn't... Yes, he's um, he's won a few titles with Golden State, but I I don't see him... I don't see him being really a triple you know, I don't think he fits that that sort of mold as like Curry, uh, Clay Thompson. Uh, I don't think he he fits that mold. I uh, I don't know. I, I just don't see it myself, but uh, I can definitely see uh, as opposed to Kawhi, I can definitely see him moving. I think Kawhi, on the other hand, I mean, he can definitely move out. You know, I'm, a lot of fans are saying that he's going to go to the Clippers, the off season, and I. But but Kawhi is kind of like a different kind of personality, dude. You know, he's like, a, I mean. He, he doesn't really like the, the big stage, how would I put it, you know? I mean, Toronto is not, the, I mean, yes, it's, it's, it's the only team in Canada, but hey, you know what? It, it's not the big stage as of like L.A. or New York or, or any, or um, I I would say L.A. and New York. You know, I mean, it's not the same. Um, he can be a little more low-key there. Uh, the fan base there is uh, tremendous. Now, I think that might appeal to him. Honestly, I I think Toronto has one of the best, if not the best fan base in the league. You know, I mean, you see the amount of people there um, during the games; There's just thousands of people outside still watching the games. You know, I mean, uh, rooting on their team, and I think that might that could play an effect to him possibly staying there. You know, I mean, Kawhi is not your your typical NBA. Um, how would I say? Um, NBA superstar, you know, I mean, yeah, he's not about all the money, he doesn't doesn't care about the spotlight, he's a little different, so, I don't know, dude, I mean, it's gonna be interesting to see what happens with him, I I could definitely, I think right now with him, I I would have to think it's 50-50 with him, about staying and leaving.
0: Okay, and then, I mean, for Kawhi, I mean, couldn't he be kind of low-key, I mean, with the Clippers, because obviously in LA, as you know, living here most of your life, that Lakers dominate the headlines even over all the other sports teams in, in the city. So, isn't yeah, that? Oh, yeah, definitely. Yes. Yeah,
1: so. a, a Laker Nation in L.A. You know, you're going to have a lot of. <laughs> I have to put this in. <laughs> I have to say this, but uh, uh, Laker fans are big time bandwagon fans, dude. <laughs> Bandwagoners, like, uh, I guess, it is a quick word to call them. Um,. You see how everything suddenly, if if the Lakers have been out for how many years now, uh, a lot of them have become Golden State Warrior fans. Uh, There's all the excuses. Hey, you know what? It's the same city. And it's the same state. It's okay. It's okay. It's the same state. We still have to work with. We still have to view. We still have to have to root for uh, the state of California. And I, I keep on saying, no, that is utter BS. You have a team and you stick with your team. So, anyhow uh, that's that sort of besides the point but um, but I do think yeah I mean I, I do think um, obviously la has its advantages with the uh, uh, with the with the city the amenities and so on you know but uh, I don't know I mean w- with the clippers he, he can definitely remain silent he won't be in the spotlight as opposed to like uh, like the Lakers always are but it's still the city of LA. It doesn't matter where he goes. It doesn't matter where he, he, he goes to his, his way to his house. Um, there's going to be a paparazzi always around this guy. There's going to be people always taking photos. I don't think that's the same out in, in Toronto. So I don't know. I mean, that's my opinion. But then again, yeah. what do I know about this? So
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, Toronto. It looks like it's pulling out all the stops for Kawhi. I mean, I think they're offering him. Uh, free food at the restaurants for life free Uber rides for life yeah, I think yeah, That's right. <laughs> I think they're offering, offering him a penthouse one of the real estate moguls there they're offering him I don't know if this is true the entire province of Alberta so it's just a lot of crazy stuff you see in the news with, with Kawhi and ter- the city of Toronto courting him to stay at, as a free agent this upcoming off season but it's just <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't know dude It just there's uh, so much in the air right now with this guy I don't know what's gonna happen man. we have to wait and see until off season, see what he decides you know I mean Elliot is his own and I agree with that you know but I don't I just I just think he's in the, the kind of guy that he's not going to be swayed by uh, returning home just because it's more spotlight I mean obviously he doesn't like spotlight but because of all these things I think he's more like a low-key kind of player like he was with the Spurs and uh, I think he's more like a player that uh, he, he, he values uh, the team. Um, the team. Uh, how would I say? Uh, what's the word? The culture. team
0: culture.
1: Um, yeah, he says. Uh, well, I uh, know. I think what's the word is uh, the team, like how they work well with each other. how they work at. It's, I mean, they're not all about themselves. Each player is not about like, hey, you know what? I need to get my touches. I need to get this. You know what I mean? So, okay. so I don't know, dude. It'll be interesting to see what happens in off season with this guy.
0: Okay. I mean, but with Durant, I mean, I think the popular opinion from media, I mean, even I would say the Warriors players, I mean, Warriors front office is that the popular belief is that he's most likely gone, right? I mean,
1: I would think so. I mean, I would think so. He's most likely gone. Uh, as to where he's going, that's another question. If up in the air, there's so many possibilities out there. Um, I mean, you're talking about Knicks uh, will definitely have uh, a good advantage. Brooklyn, who knows? Um, uh, they talk about, like, uh, possibly with Lakers, which I, I don't really see that. Um, so we'll see, dude, and we'll see what happens. I mean, there's a talk about if, uh, if Irving stays with Boston, he possibility of him going there, so who knows? It's just all up in the air right now. Okay. There's too many rumors going on, dude, and especially when there's rumors, none of it turns out to be true. You know, it's all, all the rumors out there, that's what they're there for, that's what these analysts get paid for, to put out all these, uh, these bogus rumors that <laughs> that never come to, uh, that never come and play, you know, that never happen. You know, I mean, there's all these rumors about like, and now you have things, that there's a rumor about Kyrie Irving, I mean, there were rumors about Kyrie Irving coming out and saying, hey, you know what, how, how am I possibly join LeBron back in LA and all this, it was so much hype. And now it's coming out saying, no, he's not coming to LA. So it's like, dude, what do you believe? You know, I mean, there's, there's too many analysts out there who just would like to, to spread, uh, all this little, um, all this, uh, misinformation, uh, AKA Brian Windhorse or, uh, <laughs> or, uh, let me need some other analysts, uh, uh, Stephen Smith, or, you know. It's a, there's, a, there's a lot of people out there. There, uh, There's some good a- analysts out there that actually make sense with what they're saying is, and I definitely have to give props to uh, Jackie McCullen. You know, she says it like it is. Whether it's negative or positive, she says it like it is. And, yeah, I think she, she she brought that rumor to its, uh, uh, to its end, pretty much.
0: No, I, I would think the rumors nowadays are more... Have more weight. I mean, because I mean, ba- basically, back then when the reporters weren't as plugged in, I I think maybe, but f- recently I would I would say more more of the rumors are pretty true for the most part.
1: Well, I mean, most of them are. I don't know. I mean, especially with Kawhi coming to Lakers, I don't think that was had any truth to it. To be honest, yet maybe there it, it might have been a little bit of interest, but I really don't think it makes no sense for him to come to Lakers. And, and become um, because he wanted to get out of. Uh, um, uh, he didn't want to be a, a Robin anymore. He got a chance with Boston to be, uh, to be Batman. I don't. I don't. Really see him going back to L.A. to be Robin. It doesn't make sense. It, it, it will go with. It will go against everything he has said. Everything he has displayed in his um, in the last three four years. You know what I mean? So it, to me, that never made sense. You know what I mean, if he's talking about moving to like. Uh, Brooklyn or New York, and becoming the alpha dog there, then that makes more sense to me.
0: Okay, and then Jackie McMullen, are are you endorsing her because she's a Boston uh, area reporter? Oh, no, I've never no, no, no. I've never endorsed. Her she's Boston. I've always thought that she's
1: been very fair. She's been very fair, and she's been very uh, critical of teams, and she's very uh, she's very um, supporting the team. I mean, I think she's in that. Let's get this rumor, bro. Let's get this rumor um let me think, let me tell you a big rumor. I think we spoke about it um maybe about maybe about like several months ago when um with Ramona Shelburne, who I think is one of the most awful <laughs> reporters out there and especially for the Lakers, she always makes shit up. You know, what I mean she, about this whole idea about uh um when um we're talking about like how uh but with the Celtics or something and then you they brought up oh look, look what they did to their players they traded all the players out and all this stuff and uh, uh, even Isaiah Thomas they traded him and it's like dude you, you're bringing up stuff that has already happened that that's, that's done with don't bring it up you do it you only brought it up just to bring up uh, just to make the Celtics look bad as an organization and I don't respect that dude I'm sorry you know I don't, I don't think you're I mean if you're an analyst you're going to go or yes you have your favorite team that you're repping but, but you she had to be honest in what you're saying. You know what I mean? Because she it was definitely brought up by her and and the Lakers organization. No one else did it, had anything to do with it. And of course, that, uh, that ended up being false.
0: But I mean, what was the what was the rumor she said though? What was she?
1: she said something about like that. Isaiah Thomas' uh, sister or something. She brought that up like after his sister. He,
0: yeah, but I mean, that's Absolutely. not a rumor. They actually traded Isaiah yeah. Thomas. so...
1: Yeah, but the thing is, why would you bring it up, dude? That's what I'm saying. Well, no other analyst brought that up. Why do you bring it up, especially in a key time with um, with the Lakers, um, with the Celtics' uh, interest in Anthony Davis? That was obviously to spurn Davis and Davis's family away from the Celtics. But Davis hadn't, hadn't even come up, and he said, hey, you know what? And he said it of his own mouth. He said, you know, I never said I don't want to play for the Celtics. I want to play where I can get the best opportunity to win. That's all he said. He he never ruled them out. It was all it was all media based, dude. It was all media based, especially coming from the Lakers organization and coming from, um, in my belief, Roni Shelburne. I, mean, okay, you know?
0: I think her point here is that the Celtics they don't they've had a history of trading players, so they could easily trade Kyrie. I I don't think she has some sort of hidden agenda to kind of bash the Celtics or anything like that. I'm not a big fan of her either, but I don't think she has some sort of hidden agenda to bash the Celtics. She's just a reporter reporting what she hears around the Lakers organization, around the NBA circles.
1: Based on her opinions, based on what she says for the last how many years now, she definitely doesn't say much positive things about the Celtics.
0: Well, she did have an article recently that bashed Jeannie Bus, so I don't think she has some sort of hidden agenda to kind of everybody's bash other teams or anything Jeannie like
1: that. Everybody's been bashing Jeannie Bus. That's not you. You know, everybody Everybody knows the a, a Lakers organization is, is a complete mess right now. Especially after Maggie Johnson is stepping down. So You're talking about one of the most franchise players to ever play for you the Lakers, as a Laker and he's stepping down because you guys are uh, talking behind his back and making decisions behind his back, especially with the Luke Walton primary. I don't know, dude. I mean, I we don't. I mean, I, I'm not one to judge on it, but it's just my opinion is he doesn't look good for the organization.
0: Yeah, I mean, the Lakers obviously aren't, but I mean, I, I think my point is she's. she's. I don't think she's out to bash the Celtics or anything. She's no, just no, no, no. making it. No, 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 no.
1: I mean, I don't think she's out to bash the Celtics, but when she gets a chance, she will do it.
0: I think she's just drawing a parallel between the Isaiah trade and saying that Kyrie can easily leave, and then or the Celtics can easily trade other players. I think but, that's the point she's. Tra- but, 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 I'm not a big fan of her either. I'm just saying that's kind of. You know, I think. I, what, I agree, what she's going agree. I think she needs to look at all. A-
1: I think she needs to look at all aspects before she opens her mouth. You know, what I mean, because with the Lakers, they offered pretty much the whole team to get Anthony Davis. But it was turned down uh, by the Pelicans. They were going to give up Ingram. They were going to give up uh, a Ball. They were going to give up uh, Kuzma and draft picks. It's said, like "You're giving away like, your whole team, dude." It's like "You, you, you have no respect for your of your own players that you drafted." You know what I mean? So it's like a, that's like a double-edged sword there that you're playing with. I don't know. I mean, that's my opinion. You know, I bet I don't think she's out say anything negative. But I think if she has opportunity, she, she will say something.
0: Yeah, I think and she's she's just she trying to draw draw stuff to her story. I don't think she's out to, to bash any other teams, though. So.
1: I mean, I don't think that's her intention. But you, but you know, it's uh, you know, ESPN is also trash though. Most of their analysts are all trash. <laughs> ESPN is all about their ratings, and what comes down to most of it's trash. And even what's his name. Uh, uh, the, the, the guy who signed with ESPN, that uh, the sports analyst, I forget his name. Woj? Woj, yeah. He lost a lot of credibility signing with ESPN. In my mind, and I think a lot of people have said it, he lost a, a lot of credibility.
0: Well, I mean, okay. I think people are still going to listen to his breaking news and give him weight, so I mean, I mean, he got a good offer from ESPN, he took it, I don't really fault him for that, so...
1: No, no, that I don't fault him. Oh, definitely I don't fault him for that. But I think ESPN is sort of, uh, ESPN is not the giant it was back 10, 20 years
0: ago. Oh, yeah, I mean, that's for sure. I mean, they're definitely going through a little tough, tough patch. But I, I guess, I think we've gotten a, a little bit too much sidetracked. So I guess we can kind of pull away from the free agency talking and, right, right. and go back into the, <laughs> into the 2019 NBA Finals. So I guess uh, we've kind of broken down all the kind of the team strategies and stuff. Obviously, Steve Kerr with a big coach advantage over Nick Nurse, that doesn't really need to be much said about that. So, who are you taking in this series to win it all? What do you think? Right
1: now, I have Golden State in seven. Okay, my gut is I don't I uh, my uh, as a fan I would like to see Toronto win. Uh I like to see. T- Toronto take it, uh, but then again, you know, I sometimes, I, sometimes you have to hit reality, and you know, and you have to. So I would think it's going to be a long series, and I can definitely, I mean, I definitely could be wrong. I, I think I'm wrong to be honest, but my 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 gut is saying Golden State is seven because they've been there multiple times. They know how to play well with each other. You know, I mean, that's an added plus in my mind in this series. You know, because they they have that uh, that mesh together. Uh, but then again, you never know, dude. I mean, if Toronto comes out and, and they play lights out, and they can limit Golden State,
0: they can definitely take the series. Okay, yeah. I, I mean, I'm going to have to take Golden State as well. Obviously, Toronto. It would be a good story to see them win, but uh, I think Golden State—too uh, experienced, too much firepower, uh, too disciplined, too too much IQ on their team basketball IQ on their team so I'm going to take them to win in six games and I, I think uh, Curry I think is going to win his first finals MVP I, I think in this series and that's what most I'm probably,
1: most probably I think they also have an added advantage they have another um, assistant coach that Curry can can turn to in Greg Popovich <laughs> he has had dinner recently oh okay so they, yeah so so their school, they they're still like really good friends. Obviously, um, Kerr played for Popovich, but though I'm sure Popovich is going to give his two cents during the series to Kerr on like well, what he should do, what not, do this, do that. So that's a in my mind that's a huge advantage for Kerr. I mean, I mean, that for four golden State.
0: Yeah, I mean, obviously, coaching, like we said, not not much needs to be said. Kerr has the big advantage, but yeah, I guess exactly. we're we're both going Golden State, and we both have Curry winning the Finals MVP for the first time. So I guess with that, anything else to add? Any other nuggets to add about the series?
1: That's about it, dude. Uh, I'm just happy for Toronto. You know, I'm just happy for Toronto. I'm happy for. I'm happy that the Bucks lost, but I, I, I think they were damn overrated, to be in my mind. <laughs> Way too overrated. I, I don't know. Giannis is he, going to be. I mean, he's still he's still young, bro. He's still he's still growing up. But I think they were just too. I don't know. This whole fear the, the deer slogan. Um, so it's. It, uh, I didn't think that. Uh, I didn't think that. Uh, I mean, from my mind, yes. I didn't think the Bucks were were ever going to get to the finals. But hey, you know what? Um, they're a great team. But uh, I just think that uh, uh, Toronto deserves to be in the finals. I think the way they played and uh, like for what the city has gone through for how many years now, you know, the, uh, the, the, the total heartbreakers when they go in the playoffs and they end up losing. So I think this is, uh, this is a great opportunity for Toronto. I think it's, uh, I mean, uh, for them to play in the finals, maybe win. But I think for the city, it's more, it's more uh, kind of competent for the city. You know, because I think Toronto is a great city. Um I, I, I was there like I've been there before like I don't know like maybe 10 15 years ago I went there but it was I had a great time there you know it, it's very uh, a cultural city uh, it's very um, it's nice city to be in so I, I think more so for Toronto the city this is this is a great accomplishment for them you know, because I think uh, if they've been uh, I think that, Like I said, their fan base is one of the best if not the best in the league, and I I think they deserve this chance to win the title.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's a good accomplishment for them. I mean, they've gone through the last six, seven years in the playoffs and then always kind of hit a roadblock. I mean, mostly it's been, they've run into LeBron's teams and they haven't really been able to get past him. So it's good to see them finally pull through and finally actually make it to the NBA Finals and... I'm hoping for the best for them, and they can make it an exciting series, but I'm hoping for a fun series overall, and just want to see at exactly. least six games, and it should be fun. So I guess with that... Awesome. should be a good series. Yeah, definitely. Akshay, thank you so much for coming on. It's always been a pleasure. Well, thank you for having me, dude. Any day. Everybody, thank you so much for listening. Hope you guys enjoy the 2019 NBA Finals. And I'll be back in about probably three weeks to discuss some free agency NBA draft stuff. Thank you.